Welcome back to Ice Cream Social. We just listened to our song of the week, Untitled by Orange County. And now I'm going to read our poem of the week called I'll Write a Poem by Me. I'll write a poem, one for you, Mommy. This one is to help you sleep at night. For Nyla is okay. I bet you know that anyway she is sleeping. And her reading may not be up to par. But look at her. She's your youngest star who will go far. For Hannah is okay. Her attitude may be one for the books, but just look at what she will become. Someone who loves fiercely and boldly and possesses what's hers. For Nia is okay. She has the comfort of comfort. She always finds a way to be comfortable, to love her surroundings, for she is smarter than I, at school at least, and her future will offer her a big feast, and if they fall, they have me, Imani, holding together everything. For Imani is okay. Each and every day, Imani finds a way, just like her mother would, but she will do what her mother could live this life each day. I hope after reading this, you will rest your head and lay. Okay, and now introducing my guest of the week, my little sister. Hi, little sister. Hi. Okay, so this is my little sister, Nia, Nia Warren with Imani Warren. Hey, we're lit right now. Mm -hmm. Um, Okay, so I want you to tell me about who you are. I want you to tell me how you know me. I want you to tell me about your identity. I want to get the people to know you, get a good idea of who you are. Okay, um, my name is Nia. I am Imani's little sister. Um, I'm still figuring out who I am, so I don't really know how to answer that question except for by the things that I like or enjoy. I enjoy reading art. I like dogs, and I like those silly little monkey pics of monkeys doing human things. I love monkeys. Those are my favorite things ever. They're funny. They're really funny. We should. I, I want to see a monkey dressed up as a minion. That would be really cute. <laughs> I'll do it. I just feel like they're so adorable. I just love the monkeys doing literally anything. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So why don't you feel like you know yourself? Why don't you feel like you know your identity? I don't know. I feel like that's a rough question to answer. Um, I forgot what the definition you said earlier. Um, I asked you how you would define identity, and you said, like... I said how, how other people see you, how you yeah, present yourself other to other people. people. Um, well, I, I think I struggle with how other people see me. I think about it a little too much, but I don't really know for sure, you know? But um, I try to present myself as kind and understanding. That's my most... I think that's my biggest thing. So that's, like, a big part of your personality. Why do you think it's so big of your personality to be kind? I don't know. I just feel like it's never too much to yeah. like spread some kindness, and it's something everyone needs all the time, but people don't tend to give. Yeah, that's yeah. true. Yeah. Okay, and then looking into how you know me. Okay, everybody, this is my sister. I'll duh. tell you how I know her. Yeah. You about to make a joke? No, sorry, I won't. No, you can make a joke. No, I won't. Do it. You're it so silly. It won't land. It won't, it land. won't land. Not here. <laughs> the audience isn't here to like give you heat. But even if they were here, I don't know if they'd. That's funny. Well, okay, but you've known me for a long time. You've known me for 18 years now. Yeah, like since I was born or something. Yeah, since you were born. So, but yeah, so what does that mean in relation to you and I? So what does sisterhood mean to you? Because you're my sister. Okay, um, so I thought of it more broadly, not just you and I. Sisterhood as a whole to me just means like a community amongst women. Mm-hmm. And where do you find sisterhood? Um, a lot of places actually. So with you, of course, and our other siblings, um, but I feel like, again, just a community with women anywhere. So, like, I, I felt sisterhood on, like, TikTok because I feel like um, 
just being vulnerable and like open and then you having that to relate to or feel like you're okay because there's some things that I thought just like were very abnormal or I thought I was always going to be different because of it and then I've like seen it on TikTok like and people talking about it wow well gosh that's a question let me think about that <laughs> let me okay. think about that for a second um I don't know certain feelings of like Certain feelings of loneliness or, like, with trauma, not being able to get over it or certain feelings of, like, not feeling, like, loved and appreciated. Yeah, because um, just as a black woman going to, like, predominantly white institutions and different stuff like that, like, different stuff about your hair not being right or, like, you just feeling like you'll never fit in and stuff. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So you're saying going on TikTok, you found people who are experiencing the same thing, which gives you sisterhood. Mm -hmm. And some people who have just like overcome those barriers. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And how do you experience sisterhood in real life in your own personal relationships? Um, I experience sisterhood in my friendships, just like people being there and doing little things. Like I told you a while ago, uh, something bad happened and then I didn't go to school because of it. And um, it was pretty bad. And then my friends came by that day and they brought me Starbucks and we right. just sat in the car and we talked about it. And it was yeah. really nice. Yeah. That's sisterhood. Mm -hmm. And how do you relate to sisterhood with your siblings? With my siblings? Oh. Including me. Wow. I don't know. With my siblings, it's different because they are my, like, sisters, you know? So I've always grown up with them and I feel like there's just a bond there because of that that I don't have to really force. It's just recognized there. What is recognized? I don't know, like, I don't know how to explain it. It's one of those things that you feel, but you can't explain, like, like comfort or love. But, mm -hmm. yeah. And do you feel that with all your sisters, or do you feel like some sisters have, like, a, a more or less or some type of different influence, like younger sisters versus older sisters versus Theo? Like, um, I feel it with all of them. Definitely different amounts. Like, uh, Hannah and I, I don't talk to them as much, and we don't live together, and we didn't for a while. So I feel less of a sisterhood with them because just we don't talk much. And then, like, it's definitely different based off the sister. Like, I definitely feel like the bond I have with Eva is different than the one I have with any of my other sisters. Yeah, what what's different about it? I don't know. Me and Eva, me and you, I feel like we talk about things a lot and, like, deep things. And we like to just air everything out and have it direct and talked about. Me and Eva... We don't really need to always talk. We'll just sit and we'll watch, we'll like watch a show with each other all day and then just talk about that show and relate to each other about it. Mm. So you bond with her over more like experiences mm -hmm. that, you know, you're having like mm, casual experiences rather yeah. than those deep traumas, is mm -hmm. what you're saying? Do you feel that when you get into those conversations about those deep things or I'm airing it out, does that make you feel uncomfortable? Um, I want to say no. Some things because I don't remember our childhood so, that much. So some things it's like, I don't really remember this mm -hmm. and I don't know how to talk about it. And I feel like, I don't know what to say and you have a lot to say, but no, it's, I think it's very beneficial to talk about it. Okay, good. Yeah, I mean, looking at our childhood, it was definitely really complex. So like, mm -hmm. yeah, me and Nia, we grew up together. Um, <laughs> did we? We did. I mean, I didn't grow up with all of my siblings, though. That's true. So that's I'm true. saying it because, like, we did grow up together, and I didn't grow up with all my siblings. Yeah, I didn't grow up right. with any of them except Nia, actually. Every other sibling, I saw them half of the time. Um, Nia was the only sibling I was able to see the whole time. So that definitely created a different type of understanding of where we are in this world and who we belong to, especially when we were living with our mom and all the children just kind of wanted to escape, all four of us. But we felt like 
I don't know. Me and Nia go to our dad's house, but my two other sisters couldn't go to their dad's house because it was, like, complicated. And so we would leave. And I don't know if you ever felt this, but I, the biggest thing that I settle with as a sister is survivor's guilt, Mm -hmm. knowing that I made it out and I'm able to do what I want to do and my sisters did not. Yeah. That's something that really plagues me. Do you ever think about that? Yeah, I feel more guilty for just, because I don't speak to Hannah and Isla, and I find it difficult to. And that's a that's definitely a thing on my part because I do feel guilty about it. And then just in general, I find it hard talking to people sometimes. But I just feel like I kind of left them. Mm-hmm. And that, that I put that on a list of, like, the worst things I've ever done. Yeah. I mean, I definitely would, too, mm-hmm. for me. But, I mean, it definitely feels worse, I think, when you think about it and you're looking back on it in the past. Mm-hmm. Because when, you're, when it's happening, you're just like, well, this is what I need to do to be the best thing that I can do. Yeah. But, like, when you're gone, it's like, well, maybe that wasn't the best thing I could have done because, like, other things could have happened, you yeah. know? It definitely feels different. Well, I mean, understanding the complexity of sisterhood, what do you think might be the most complex thing to understand about sisterhood or the hardest thing to deal with? Mm, that's a good question. Um, one thing that I think is a bit complex is seeing the different, like, versions of you and feeling like maybe I'm stuck in one, mm-hmm. if that makes sense. Because, like, this is my first time ever being in Chicago, and we've lived here for, like, three years. Yeah. Yeah, so um, I don't know. It's a whole part of your life that I've never seen, and you've got acclimated to the city, and, like, I don't know, you built this whole life. And I know I have trouble with communication and stuff, so we don't talk all the time. So I feel like I'm stuck in a version of you that I used to know, you know? What do you mean by that version of me you used to know? Just, like, you're constantly changing from one point to another. And, like, there's just different versions of you, and I know all of them because I'm your sister. Yeah. (laughs) But you're saying you feel like you're stuck on the most recent version. Yes. Because you weren't able to see me as much as you Mm -hmm. wanted to. Because I just didn't get to see the progression, I guess. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You kind of just saw results. Mm-hmm. How does that make you feel? I don't know, actually, because it's really exciting that you've grown so much and it's cool. And I'm glad I get to see it now. And I feel like I got glimpses and pieces of the, the process enough so to, like, understand it. Yeah. I try to check in with you. Mm-hmm. You need to text me more. You don't ever text me. I know I do. I'm really bad with communication for all people. Yeah. Yeah. I'm trying can, to get better at that. Yeah, yeah. you should. It's because it's nice when other people reach out, you know, mm-hmm. especially because like when you're younger, it's more of like, OK, I'm your older sister. I reach out to you. But the older you get, the less it's, it's like, like, yeah, we're both adults. Yeah. Like you could now mm-hmm. reach out to me and it's not like, you know, that type of energy. Yeah. So you think that's the complex part is like seeing the growth and change, but not necessarily being there for the growth and change. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. What, do you think you would want to change that? Or are you are you comfortable with how that is? Um, I definitely do think I need to communicate with you more. I just feel like I missed out a little because, you know, you only live with your siblings for so long. And then after that, it's like you may never like live with each other again. And like that time got cut short for us a lot because of our parents. Yeah. Yeah. So quick backstory. Uh-oh. Quick backstory. This is pretty much the story of my life. Um, it's 2016. My grandma died. So 2017, my aunt dies a couple months later. And during that year, my mom was going through a lot of different stuff, and she just wasn't, you know, up to par. She was trying her hardest, but things were going against her. And me and Nia really needed to get out of her house because she was, like, just not doing the things that, like, just a lot of things were happening that shouldn't have happened, basically. And we needed to get out of there. And I was able to, like, convince my parents to get a court custody battle. My dad and my stepmom got a court custody battle against my mom. It was a really, really, really big deal. 
it like sent her bankrupt and bought all of them like it was just really treacherous and terrible and it was much more difficult than it had to be and in the end my mom ended up convincing Nia to stay with her and Nia didn't get to leave like I did so she had to stay with my mom for like a year longer than she would have so that cut our time short and then eventually when she got to come to my dad's house I was just feeling really like not focusing on my sisters not focusing on my family I was very focused on friends so I would shut my sisters out a lot and like put them to the side in order to focus on my friends so in that way I also cut it short because we didn't have as much time to bond together because I was trying to bond with random white girls who didn't even like me I feel like I feel like that's not like I feel like you can't blame yourself for that like bonding with your friends and having that time I feel like it was important it was good it I was. was talking more about like later yeah I mean that's true it was yeah, and then, right, so Nia came, and she came to live with my dad. And then I think about a year later, my dad started to try to kick me out all the time. So he would, like, do really random and crazy stuff, like slam doors, slam windows, throw things, break things, holes in walls. He would be really, really, like, angry man ballistic over trying to get me out. He called the police on me, like, three times. He has done some awful things to me. And because he did all this stuff, I went to live with my boyfriend. And that also cut me and Nia's time short. And, yeah, it was difficult. And, yeah, it was really difficult. So I ended up living on my own um, for a couple months, and I couldn't even do that. I was, I was like, mentally really sick. My doctor told me I had to go back to live with my parents if I wanted to leave the psych ward. So I did, and then I got to live with me again. Mm-hmm. Yeah, how did, how did that, that feel? That was a good time. That was a good time period, yeah. Why was it good for you? Mm, things were better because um, our stepmom, Lauren, she was, um, she was really, like, happy that you were back and very content on, like, trying to control Kevin, our father. And um, so he wasn't doing much and going crazy or anything. And then just having you there was nice. And then we were in quarantine. So, like, I could always go upstairs and you'd be there a lot. And um, I just remember distinctly cooking, like, raspberry sandwiches for you and Z. And that was so nice. I love Z. Yeah, Z was amazing. Yeah, we did. We had a good time when we came back. I feel like that was a really Mm -hmm. important time for us to come back because it definitely solidified an understanding that we needed, which was that we're sisters. Yeah. To get right back to it and get that support. Because I really needed the support in that moment. It was, like, literally the worst time of my life, you mm-hmm. know? What was the time that you felt like you needed support, but you didn't get it? I feel like it's hard for me because, like, when I need... I feel like when I'm, like, down or something, I kind of self-isolate, and I um, I work it through that way, if that makes sense. Like, I'll talk to myself through problems and such. Just because I've, like, always done that. So, like... Like, sixth, seventh grade after grandma died, that was a time where I needed support. But I feel like I don't know how anyone would have given that to me, to be honest. Mm -hmm. I feel like I would have rejected it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I feel like a lot of people were trying to support us, you know, Mm -hmm. patting us on the back, stuff like that. Oh, one thing I remember is um, the night, um, one of the nights when she died. um, No, she only died one night, you know, but like one night. She kept dying. (laughs) She only died one night. She died around my birthday. So, like, we went straight for my birthday dinner to her wake and then I had to like yeah. see her dead body that was crazy we did, we did. Mm-hmm. but um one thing I remember is we kept having like a bunch of things where the family kept meeting up and just like eating food or like hanging out and stuff mm-hmm. and one of them um do you remember Miss Parker yeah one of mommy's friends yeah, yeah Miss Parker she like took us to this place to get us food and it was really nice yeah she took us to get pho mm-hmm it was I remember that I matched with her uh son on Bumble. you told me that <laughs> He's a fuckboy. Isn't he, like, bu- yeah, yeah, like, bougie, too? Like, yeah, that yeah. yacht guy? Yeah, like, his mom, you know, she got money, but his dad got money, money, apparently. Mm. So, he spent his dad's money. But, um... Good for him, I guess. Great for him, actually. Like, 
uh, amazing for him. I'm not jealous. Right. I'm, I'm not jealous. I wish I had a dad that cared for me. Oh. Oh. Anyway, speaking of that, what, what do you think? How do you think our parents? Or let's talk about daddy specifically. How do you Ugh. think? How do you think he's um, impaired or made our relationship better? So, I feel like it was like yin yang kind of both of them in our like childhood childhood because like we bond kind of over the disappointment we had with him but then also like I feel like I was slightly not resentful but just like damn because he definitely you were just more outspoken and I was more quiet and like some people just they don't have to really make an effort to get to know you and they do for me and like certain things are weird because of that like that he does not know me he just sees me as an extension of you and like a lot of people do that like for my birthday a couple days ago Nina bought me like a cookies and cream cake because she mm. was like your favorite I don't even like cookies and cream cake yeah, you do I love cookies and, cream. and so she just thinks that I do because there's, I do yeah mm-hmm, there's a lot of things like that and I don't know like I kind of lived in your shadow but I didn't really mind it because I didn't like being bothered with all the people and stuff so I feel like in a way, but you got annoyed with me because of that stuff. So in a way, it was like, well, it was. It, I this is like a really big distinction. It's like it's less of annoyed and it's more like scared. Um, like when I would be going somewhere and I would get food and you'd be like, I'll just have what she's having. That literally struck fear into me because it showed me that you didn't have any agency for your own decisions or choices. Mm. It showed me that if somebody was to give you X, Y, and Z and you didn't know, they choose the worst option for you and you go along with it because you'd rather have someone choose the worst option than you make a choice and it be your fault. It I showed see. me more about who you are, your decision making patterns, what could happen in the future mm-hmm. it, it still genuinely scares me how indecisive you are i really don't think you should be scared i've learned to be decisive when i need it for sure yeah and i shouldn't but it's almost like there's just a lot of things especially with our parents like at that age it was like everything i did if i ever made a choice or had an opinion it, it was, was a bother it was a burden so i just didn't because it was like i don't care enough to make like an issue about this so i will do whatever that and it was sense. chill yeah yeah no, that makes sense. It was chill. And yeah, I although think, it was, like, bad, it definitely taught me adaptability. Adaptability mm-hmm. because you were able to do whatever, basically. Yeah, whatever was needed, I did, and I was content with it. Yeah. I do think there goes to show is, like, I do make good decisions. I make relatively good decisions, mm-hmm. usually, when it comes That's to That's the thing. It was, like, you're not going to, like, put yeah. me in a situation where I'm going to be, you know. Yeah, you can trust me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm always going to choose what I think is best for you if we're yeah. choosing for both of us. Well, I mean, I'm glad that you're feeling like you're more decisive, you know. Yeah, for sure. You're feeling like you're making more decisions because. I do what I need to right it's gonna it's gonna help and it's gonna you know but that i understand what you're saying people get annoyed at you by by making decisions or by not making decisions like Mm -hmm. it just seemed like you were always in a place where people were like bothered by whatever i did what you were doing yeah Yeah. how did you get over that me um how did i get over like what being like like feeling like a bother um honestly i just learned to like whenever if I want to say it was good at some point, but it actually has caused me trouble whenever I did, like, feel like I was being burdensome and people weren't, you know, reassuring me, then I'd just leave the situation. I'd be like, if you don't want me here, I won't be here, but I learned I may have a little anxiety, and sometimes I I perceive people as seeing me as a bother when they really just don't. Yeah. Yeah. So then I'm, like, isolating for no reason. Yeah. It's, like, self sabotage. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. Would you ever go to therapy again? Oh, yeah, for sure. I actually do need to go to therapy, and I just keep forgetting to yeah. sign back up. You should. Mm-hmm. I like that therapy office. It's good. Yeah, and she was saying there was, like, something more intense that I could do once I was 18. And DBT. I, I don't know if it was that. It might be CBT. CBT is cognitive behavioral therapy. It might have been. I don't know. CBT yeah. is a little bit less intensive. It's a little bit easier mm-hmm. to understand than DBT. Oh, to go back to the question. Yeah. Um, 
Kevin definitely hindered our relationship in so many ways, though. Like, um, he kicked you out. So I yeah, he <laughs> kicked then, me out. Yeah, and then when you were kicked out, he um, they just made it extremely difficult to see you. Yeah, and then it was always like a awkward topic of conversation when you were brought up. And this is that and the third. And there were so many fights and shit. And it was like, there was a lot of aftermath to that. And they just wanted to pretend it didn't happen. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then he still is, you know, the way he is. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Mia's here today in spite of my parents. So. Yeah. They made it very Should difficult. I talk about it? Yeah. 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 Like all of it? Yeah. They made it extremely difficult for me to come. Basically, um, they've been very financially irresponsible and put themselves in really tough positions. So now we're really tight on money. Um, even still, they were like, oh, sorry, we're going to do all these things over the summer, and one of them was going to be a trip to Chicago. And um, they kept, like, pushing it off and pushing it off, and I was like, school's starting. And then Imani was texting them about it, and so was uh, my mom, and they were like, we'll pay for the tickets and everything. So they didn't even have to pay for anything. And then I confronted them about it, and I was like, what's the issue? And they basically said that um, it was a money problem, and I was like, okay, I'll pay for my own ticket, even though you offered to pay for it. And then I was about to buy the tickets, and I was like, okay. And they were like, no, 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 this is that and the third, and they they just gave me no reason. And so then I bought tickets for this weekend, and I said, I'll be 18 that weekend, so you actually can't stop me from going. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, and so now she's here. And apparently they were at dinner the other day for her birthday, and they were trying to talk about the trip as if it was something that they had planned or something that they wanted mm-hmm. to happen because they wanted to accept that it was happening rather than sticking to what they were saying before, which was that my dad had basically gone on to say that because he has a bad relationship with me, Mia cannot come and see me. Like, he said that bold face. He was like, I don't have a good relationship with her. Yeah, and it was really weird because um, since the time where I bought the tickets and since me coming here or, like, this past week where they've been chill about it, they have both had two separate instances where they've, like, yelled at me about, like, a bunch of things that are bothering them, and then one of them was, like, all each time about me going to Chicago. Mm, mm-hmm. Really what they say? Yeah, um, so I just told you when Lauren, like, came downstairs yeah. and she was like, yeah, she said, like, a bunch of things <laughs> that had just been on her mind. Like, she just basically yeah. ranted to me about how she was scared that we were growing up and this, this, that, and the third. And I was like, literally any, all the things you're mentioning that are me, quote, unquote, growing up are things you forced my hand in. Like, you stopped paying for me for stuff, so I had to get a job and I had to pay for my own stuff. And then you stopped picking me up, so I had to get Uber. And then you wouldn't let me see my sister, so I had to buy my own ticket. Like, that's not really my fault. And then she was chill about it. It was very pointless, because afterwards, she was like, I'm sorry. I mm-hmm. shouldn't have done that. And yeah. I was like, okay. And then Daddy did that to you, too? No, he, um, you know, he had his thing where he was, like, screaming and yelling. It was a whole thing. Yeah. And during that, he was talking about how I don't respect him and how this is that in the third and, like, me going to Chicago was disrespectful. And then he was like, he always says, he's like, you're just like your sister. And I'm like, you actually don't know who I am, so you only see me if as my sister. you know me and you know Nia, you know that we're not alike. Like, we're not. We're not. We're not alike. We have a very similar personality style. I think we interact with people very similarly. I think we're always trying to exude kindness. But we have very different, like, habits and mm-hmm. interests. And, like, I'm, like, interested in, like, none of the things near interest in. Like, I don't like crocheting. I don't like reading. I don't like sports. I don't like running. I don't like Taylor Swift. I don't like. Damn, you put that in there. <laughs> Stop touching that. Sorry, sorry. I don't like, I don't like any of that stuff. Like, I don't like it. And then, for me, like, I write poetry. Nia doesn't necessarily, like. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Write I a like bunch of poetry. poetry. Yeah, right. And then I, you know, I'm low-key alternative. Nia's definitely not alternative. You know, mm-hmm. she's saying out her white girlfriends. So, you know, we're very different people. Yeah. Okay. That was a little too much on that one. Uh, yeah. Except Abby. Shout out. Shout out to Abby. 
Abby's actually one of my closest friends. Abby's love, Ethiopian queen. Let's shout out to Abby real quick. Yeah, if you listen to this, Abby, I heart you. Abby, we love you. Yeah, um, she's so cute and cool, and I like how she got the little blue in her hair. That one's it's on my pink side. now. It's pink. That's it's dope. like so cute. That's Abby's dope. my little pookie bear. Okay, that's cute. I love that. People think we're dating. Yeah. Yeah. What? How does that make you feel? I don't know. Would you date her? Abby, no, I don't think I'm gay. Um, yeah, that, dun, that dun, definitely dun, would dun. prohibit that. Yeah. But, I mean, do you feel sister with Abby, too? Oh, yes. I feel a lot of sisters with Abby. I can definitely talk to Abby about things that I just can't talk to my other friends about. Yeah, like what? Um, Like, certain things our friends does are just so, like, yeah. what are you doing? Like, mm-hmm. um, two of my friends have, like, slightly curly hair for white people. You know, one of them is just slightly wavy, you know, and then the other one, she has more curly hair. It's beautiful. But, um... Yeah, they'll wear their hair and they'll be like, does my hair look okay? I'm like, yeah. And they'll look in a mirror and they're like, it's so disgusting. It's poofy. It's frizzy. It's disgusting. And it's like. It has so much volume. Yeah. And it's like, (laughs) have you, my hair is usually in braids because I, I damaged my hair so much. I bleached this shit out of it and I had to cut it all off. Mm -hmm. So it's usually in braids now, but like. I would wear my hair out, and Abby wears her hair out all the time, and our hair is just naturally big and poofy and frizzy. And, like, for you to be like, that's disgusting, that's gross, and we're sitting right in front of you and not acknowledge that at all, it's like... It's a microaggression. Yeah, and they're just very, like, they stick to, like, the, the, like, typical skinny, blonde, white girl beauty standard, and that's what they see as beautiful, and they let it show in so many ways, and they don't realize it. And it, it's, it affects people a lot. And me and Abby get to talk to talk about things like that. And just certain things that they just don't talk about. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like politics, probably? We do talk about some politics. Not often, though, yeah. Mm-hmm. I couldn't imagine your other friends talking about politics. I don't know mm-hmm. why. It's annoying with, um, with some people, with some white people, because they think just because they're not, like, Trump supporters or, like, pew, 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 with their, like, racism or anything that they're, like, they should be praised. Right, or they're better than. Yeah. It's like, no, you're actually just as bad. Yeah, and they think that, like, they can talk about, like, everything in their opinion is the end-all be-all, and yeah. I, it, it, it just annoys me. Yeah, it does. It's not. Yeah, yeah that's one thing I, I was going to say. Um, I like your poem a lot at the beginning about mommy because it made me, like, I guess see her in a different way because you were kind of reassuring her, and it seemed like she cared a lot about her kids, and at several points I feel like she didn't. Yeah. You know, but um, I was just saying, like, one thing I realized is that the way people handle their anxiety or insecurity really does like affect them. I've yeah. noticed that. Like I run into conflicts with some of my friends, but it's solely based off the way they handle their anxiety or their insecurity. Yeah. Mm-hmm. No, I definitely think so. And I do write a lot of poetry to mommy trying to comfort her. Mm-hmm. I send her a lot of messages trying to comfort her because she tells me about how sad she is or how you know xyz or she's like you know please live your life with happiness and fun because i wasted mine away Mm -hmm. like etc it's sad that she thinks that i know and it's also sad that she thinks that this is it yeah like you're you're like not even 40 that should be midlife yeah she's like 43 like she's 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 capable of doing Mm -hmm. a lot of stuff like this is the age where people start doing stuff like traveling like retire early like figuring stuff out but like she's just kind of succumbing to her reality which it's just like what she's gonna do. I can't change it, but I can't support her and tell her yeah. in that poem. Like I'm saying, like I'll write you a poem to reassure you that if Nia doesn't, if Nia fails, if Hannah fails, if Nyla fails, if all three of them fail for whatever reason, they have me. Mm-hmm. I won't fail. 
I don't fail. I'm not going to fail. I always get back up. I always make it better. I'm always going to help my sisters out. Mm-hmm. And they're always, I'm always going to be there for them in the same way that you're there for us. That's good. That's you know, good. Mm-hmm. in a different way, of course. I think that I'm definitely there for my sisters in a different way. than My, my mom is there for them because she had different capabilities. Like, yeah. like, you know, I was thinking, like. And she just doesn't understand certain things and, like, doesn't really want to change her opinion on certain things she said. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. I do feel like a lot of things, though, she'd be like, oh, I talked about that in therapy, and, like, I'm mm-hmm. sorry. Like, she she actually called me. Well, I called her, and I told her about some problems I was having, and she actually apologized to me, and she told me that she was sorry for the way that um, she talked to me as a child. Yeah, that's good. That's good. Yeah. It's really good. Let me, let me read you this poem. Um, I'll read it to you guys, too. So, this poem is about being a baby, because I saw oh. this thing that it was like this mom talking to the baby and they were like why does your baby talk so well and she's like it's because i don't baby talk to my baby Mm -hmm. my baby gets normal talk and it made me think to myself i wonder if mommy ever baby talked to me if she ever talked to me because my i've always been very articulate like yeah from a very very small age people have always noticed that i wonder if she ever talked to me like a baby yeah she ever treated me like one so i wrote this poem dear mommy did you ever baby talk to me like talk to me like a baby like talk to me like i'm not me like talk to me like i'm your everything did you ever love me like a baby and see me as such i guess it's not asking for too much but i'm a baby and i need your touch and i need lunch not just dinner did you remember to take care of my innards did you remember to love me whole did you or did you use me to fill the hole he left when he left he left i did too i guess it's okay if you don't remember to love me because i didn't remember to love you Mm. you're my everything Imani that's very nice and especially going to the part of talking about I need I need lunch not just dinner yeah cause you yeah I was gonna talk about that what yeah. were you gonna say cause you um, that's what I heard at least mm-hmm. I wasn't there yet but yeah. um, cause as a child you wouldn't like cry when you were hungry and so she just forgot to feed you yeah mm-hmm. a lot of different things about feeding when I was small like when I was very very young Mm -hmm. that I didn't get fed the right way I didn't latch on the right way I didn't do what I was supposed to do with feeding and then going further into being a child and having her take care of us she didn't usually give us lunch Mm. she usually only gave us dinner really I don't know if you remember this we would have stuff at weird times though yeah but we would always have dinner that's something Mm -hmm. i remember like until until grandma died mommy cooked dinner every single day so my mom used to cook dinner every single day like a home-cooked meal pretty much every single day before my grandma died yeah she did before my churches a lot yeah so then do you remember oh my gosh do you remember our blue apron phase i do my mom would order blue apron for us and me and nia would collab together and i would verbally abuse her and we would make blue oh my gosh sometimes it was terrible yeah money had a bad day chef was on my ass chef, yeah. it was crazy i was very She's serious like, mince the fucking garlic more yeah. and i was like please you i've been moron. mincing for hours and <laughs> like if you think that's mince you fucking stupid get out of my kitchen i'd be like crying and i'm like because yeah. i'm cutting onions and yeah. i was like cutting garlic he was so- <laughs> that's so funny because i definitely think that that was that was a big staple of our relationship is that blue apron <laughs> whatever happened with that oh one time i wasn't there we like had something to do and you made food and then we came back and you like 
oversalted the burger patties hellas. And then I bit it, and I was like, oh, God. I guess you couldn't do it without me. You almost slapped the shit out of me. It was so That's funny. True. That's true. But I definitely think that I'd be oversalting food when, when, when other people aren't there because I just think, oh, That's it's not salty enough. That's an accident, though. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah it was. But um, That was fun, though. The yeah, it was fun. Stuff. I really liked it. I feel like it made us bond, and I always mm-hmm. think about the music we listened to while we did it. I always think about a lot of different things that happened while we were making the Blue Apron, and it yeah. felt like a good bonding experience. I think that's the... We were, like, making Blue Apron. That's the first time I heard Tyler, the creator. Yeah. Well, I hadn't heard, like, See You Again and stuff, but, like, you were playing Answer, I think. Yeah. 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 I definitely had a lot of really good songs. Like, I feel like that was a point in my life when I was listening to really good music. Mm-hmm. Like, I've my music taste has gotten worse as, I gotten, as I've gotten older, but I still find good songs that you, you don't know yet. Songs, yeah. yeah, but um, it was much better when I was, like, 16, 17 was probably my peak of music. I think so, maybe. That was great. I had yeah. all the indie hits. Like, the indie hits that are popular now, I had them back then, like... Which is cool, because then I had them. Yep, 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 yep. I was and ahead I was of like, the curve. Yeah, actually, guys, I knew this before I got right. popular on TikTok. Like, Chinese, Chinese Slippers, I see you at the movies. Oh, yeah. I listened to that way before. Pretty much every Rex and Tyler song that's gotten popular. Yeah, pretty much every single one, because I was on that. I really was. But yeah, so my mom... She would make dinner before my grandma died. Then my grandma died, she wouldn't make dinner anymore. She would get churches more and stuff like that, um, which would make it so we would have churches for basically breakfast, lunch, and dinner. So she would bring home churches for dinner. She would not cook us breakfast because it would be a school morning. We had to get out the house early. And she would not cook or pack us lunch. We would either get it at school or have to, like, scavenge for lunch. Here's a check. Can I tell you a story? Mm-hmm. Mommy never packed us snacks. She didn't. No, she would. She would have snacks a lot, but they would be eaten, or you know, that doesn't mean she, they didn't have snacks. It just meant that we didn't have enough. Like, we ran on a food scarcity rather than like a food abundance. Like, mm-hmm. it was more like a deficit of food. And so, I would like not have a snack. And I think in third grade, the kids were eating like trail mix and stuff, mm-hmm. and they were dropping it on the floor because you know they're kids. No, you did not. So I was so hungry. Oh I was so goodness. hungry. I felt like. I just felt like I really needed to eat, and nobody would give me a snack. Mm-hmm. I went on the floor, and I picked up little pieces of shaved almonds and cranberries and chocolate chips. That is crazy. And ate it off the floor as they dropped it because I was so hungry. Damn. Yeah. That's real. And that's what food scarcity really is. Yeah. You know, and it's hard to talk about it because it's it's hard to imagine our house not having food. Like, everybody would come to our house and be like, damn, Nina got so much food. Y'all always got food in this house, blah, blah, mm-hmm. Well, we don't because y'all always come over here eating it. And now we don't, <laughs> got, we don't got food. And she take it to her kids at her school. So now we don't got food she to eat. Did, why did she feed her kids? At, oh, my gosh. The way she cared for her kids at her school. Because our mom is a teacher. Yeah. I would get jealous, dude. I definitely like, these little rewards for my kids. I'm like, when's the last time you said I love you? I'm like, come on. Let's have hugs. She's like, I, I, I do dojo mojo with my kids. Like, and they get rewards. And I'm like, do something with us. Hey, let's hang out. Like, I can't remember a single time. Mommy <laughs> What's your favorite color? Right. I can't remember a single time her mommy played with us. Mm-hmm. I even, I can't remember a yeah. single She was working a lot. And she I worked see, all the time. And yeah. then when she wasn't working, she was sleeping. Yep. So, you know, it's a lot of different flaws. But that definitely made our sisterhood a lot different you know stronger one thing that 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 heavily impacted our sisterhood because you had to also like be a mother to yeah. me yeah yeah how do you think I was a mother to you you just were like the things that people go to their mothers about like I came to you when I got my first period and stuff like they were just like how, the, did, how, how did I react well you tried to teach me how to put a tampon in though but it didn't work it, it worked. I just did not like that. Yeah. Yeah. That makes sense, yeah. I pulled that shit out dry. It was <laughs> terrible. 
That's just what mommy did for me when I first yeah. started. So I just thought you'd want to use a tampon. She, my mom started me on tampons instead of starting me on pads mm-hmm. because I just didn't like the idea of a pad. I'm just a different type of girl. I yeah, think yeah, yeah. it just depends on who you are. Um, but yeah, I still don't wear pads. I still wear tampons. Rock it up. I still wear pads and not tampons. Yeah, we just two different types of people. And I think that that goes to show we're different types of people. Like we're not yeah, the same. There's proof here, guys. Right. There's we proof have different birth it. certificates too. Yes, guys. As well. It's almost the same though. No, I'm joking. Oh, because you know, same mom, same dad, same last name. <laughs> you know, like it's like halfway. Because we're same. like sort of related or something. Do you I know? Love, I love being your sister. I love being your sister. It's so lit. I love it's being quite sisters fun. With you. Yeah, it's quite fun. Yeah, even when we're far, like it still feels like it's good that we're sisters. You know? Yeah. Feels. Mm-hmm. And it's good to be able to talk about these memories and get back on them. You know? Yeah. Even though, cause like, like I'm saying, like my dad, I don't think my dad will change. Um, he doesn't believe in medicine. He doesn't believe in therapy. He doesn't believe in the Holocaust, slavery, racism. <laughs> I could no, go on. Yeah, like, he does. He, he doesn't think doesn't the Holocaust believe happened. The world is round. Yeah, he thinks the world is flat. He doesn't think the Holocaust happened. He doesn't think COVID is real. He doesn't think you should buy from black-owned businesses. He doesn't think Black Lives Matter. Like my dad is so far gone. <laughs> you can't. There's no hope there. But from yeah, like I, I feel like one time I was telling pe- someone about him, and like I was like, and he, the, the person was like, "Well, at the end of the day, at least we can agree the world is round." And I was like, "I have something to tell you." It's <laughs> like I, I really do have well, something. At least we can to all tell. agree on one thing. Cause no, cause also, why did he literally? He probably did for you too. He literally gave us eating disorders too. Oh yeah. He told us he was like, "You don't need food to survive. Food is literally just." It's you giving into temptation. You just need the sun to survive and water distilled. And if you eat, you're succumbing to weakness. Mm-hmm. That shit's terrible. Like, it's really hard to mean? hear basically every time you eat. Yeah. Really doesn't make you want to eat. And then when he was trying to be vegan but couldn't, anytime we'd eat meat, you're eating carcass. You're yeah. eating dead animals. I hope you feel terrible. And yeah. I was like, he's pretty he's, good. Yeah, he's actually the worst. He's like a torturous individual. Like, there's something <laughs> wrong with him. Torturous individual. He is. Like, he gets, he gets off on making us unhappy. Some of the things, it's really like, what are you doing? Yeah, it's, it's actually concerning. Like, it really is. I mean, mommy, you know, she has her flaws, but she's not like deliberately trying to anger and upset us. You know, yeah, she's not. Like, it's not as mm-hmm. deliberate. It's not as as, as forceful as in your face. Mm-hmm. She's not telling you, Daddy. Literally, he would go before we would go out to eat. After we would go out to eat, he would make himself throw up. I remember on his birthday dinner, that that birthday that I was showing you about when he turned yeah. forty three. I remember directly after that he went into my bathroom and threw up all over the toilet and didn't flush it. He's not quiet about it either. Like, literally. No, he will throw it's up. It's not funny. Eva was, like, I think even, like, eight one time. Yeah. And we were eating, and then he was, like, walking away, and she's like, what, are you going to go throw it up? Yeah. And I was like, damn. Like, that means that she might have that habit of doing that, too. Who knows? Yeah. Who knows? I'm glad that I've never Eva, felt so Eva, honestly, fine. they screwed her up a lot less in so many ways. They and did. I'm very glad of that. Yeah. Like, Lauren lets her know, like, you're an athlete. You need to eat. You need to eat certain things to sustain your body. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But it's like, she wouldn't sign me up for tap dance even though I begged for it. She you wouldn't know sign me up crazy? for karate even though Emmy did it, too. You know what's crazy? I started Eva off on gymnastics. Yeah. I wanted to do gymnastics super bad, and then our school had, like, an after-school thing where we learned how to do gymnastics. I taught Eva how to do her first cartwheel, and I let everyone know that I went to gymnastics, and then they signed her up after I taught her her first cartwheel. Yeah. Yeah. How does that make you feel? It's annoying because also like there were just so many things like I really liked volleyball, but then I started in like eighth grade and then COVID hit. And then I did do a team while I was in COVID. But then when I came back, the coach at our high school was like super biased and stuff. And it was just annoying because so many people had the opportunity to just do all these sports. And like it also like helped with their health and all this and that. And I don't know. It's just something I missed out on. Yeah. 
And it's something we can't get back. Yeah. You know? Mm-hmm. You can't get back a childhood sport. You just mm-hmm. have to deal with the fact that you just couldn't do that. Yeah. You know? And dealing with the fact that Eva gets to do, like, Olympic-level um, attention to her when yeah. she just does gymnastics for fun. You mm-hmm. know? Like, it's not fair. It's not fair. It's not right. And that's something that we experience. And, like, the yeah. amount of money they put into her oh gymnastics each month and then it's like how much money do you spend on me a month yeah Yeah. on my recreational activities none actually right right or how much did you when i was that age too none yeah yeah but i mean yeah my dad and my stepmom you know my dad he's just evil like he he's just really evil like i i it's hard to find good things about him because even when he does good he's doing bad but yeah but sometimes it like like even if someone has bad intentions the fact that they're doing good and good like actions matters like, I was telling someone about how, um, you remember for one of his birthdays, we, we went to, like, Subway and bought a bunch of sandwiches. For a couple of them. And we made, like, all these goodie bags, and we gave them to homeless people. He only wanted to do that to record it, to put it on YouTube. He made us so report him doing that, yeah. clout, but it was a really good thing that we did, and I was happy to be involved in it. Yeah, me too. But, but that, I, like, explains him, I think. Yeah, that's a really good example. If you, like, want to know my dad, then that's a good example. He recorded himself giving out food to the homeless because he wanted to get clout for, for it on Facebook from his family back home, who he tries to flex on, even though he's probably poorer than all of them. Very, very sad. But then you got my mom, where it's like, she's a victim of her circumstances. I feel like it's a different type of situation than my dad. It's not as belligerent. It's not as overt. It's not as hurtful. It's not as impactful for me, at least, because she would never outright be like, I'm going to go throw up now. She would never outright be like, slavery didn't happen, the Holocaust didn't happen. She would never outright deny all social rules that humans have come to conclusion of. Honestly, in some ways, though, what Nina did sometimes hurt more because it was like, well, with Kevin, he was like, I don't know what was worse. Sometimes he was just like, I want to like, hurt your feelings I want to do bad but it's for my benefit it's because it makes me happy or it gives me entertainment entertainment but for Nina it was like I'm hurting your feelings and I'm disregarding you and it's not intentional it's just like neglect because it felt like she just didn't care enough to think about how things would affect us yeah she told me a story actually about grandma and the circumstances she went through Mm -hmm. and like she also had a very bad childhood yeah she had a very not bad she had a very similar childhood we grew up very similarly and you know she was just talking about how she felt really disappointed in herself because a lot of the things that she resented as a child she ended up doing to her children yeah and she knows that she acknowledges it Mm -hmm. i have i I wish i kept the fucking recording the it didn't record but i had her on recording saying that that's good one thing that's like i feel like it's kind of like um, like what's the thing for like an oxymoron but with like a situation mm. Mm. like a metaphor I don't know no. like ironic yeah, kind of yeah like it's like two things just working against each other it's like Nina seems to want to like change and do better and stuff but she's also very content on being like stuck where she is in life like yeah. how we said she like sort like of tradition. acts like her life is like over already and she's like 40 and like she's like I want to strive to get better but also she's very like spur of the moment she's like I'm not going to save for something in the future because like I can just spend it now yeah yeah. so like she like wants to change in one way but like wants to stay stagnant in another and I just don't think they like can like both happen yeah it's complicated she has her own issues but I view her more as a woman mm-hmm. than I do as my mother that's good that's that's really good I think why do you think so I don't know I just feel so sad for mothers sometimes like 
I've seen it on TikTok before and Nina said it again. They're like, I'm a mother before I'm anything else. Or like, they're like my, like she said, I wake up every day for my children. If you guys weren't alive, I wouldn't have a reason to wake up. And that was supposed to be sweet or something. She's been telling us that since we were very small. And it's been very like, I don't know, impactful. Yeah, I mean, I haven't told them this, but I actually, damn, do I want to say this on microphone? Sure, I don't care. I had to like find my mom after she tried to commit suicide. The bathtub? Yeah. I remember that. When I was like maybe like 10 or something. But it it further solidified that she really wouldn't be here if it wasn't for us. Mm -hmm. So it makes you think about who you are in a different way. That was actually mad scary. I just realized like two pieces of a puzzle just fit together. Why? One time I like got so scared. You remember Pilar? Yeah. She was one of our um, stepsisters. Um, I got home from school one day and Pilar was in the bathtub and she had just like fallen asleep there. Yeah. And I was like crying and like trying to wake her up. I remember that. Because I thought she was like dead. I remember that. I was like, why am I seeing Pilar boobs right now? Because I yeah. thought like, we thought the same thing was happening. Uh-huh. Because okay. our mom like tried to kill herself in the bathtub. I just said that. You didn't say the whole situation. You just said like. I found her in the bathtub. Yeah. But like, what do you think she was doing? <laughs> <laughs> taking a dip? I don't know. Why like, are we laughing? This is not funny. I don't know. But yeah, mm-hmm. that's sisterhood for us. <laughs> that was a good episode, Nia. I think so too. That was good. That was I'm really fun. glad I got to. Did you like talking? I did. I just like talking to this thing. Yeah, it's so fun. Yeah. Okay, stop. A bomba clot. I'm sorry. Okay, don't be annoying. Okay. Well, now I'm gonna read our quote of the week. This is a quote that I actually got from my mom. She wrote this in my eighth grade yearbook. It's my eighth grade quote. Baby, the quote is. Love those who love you. And now you're going to listen to our song of the week, Untied by Rex Ranch County. Have a good day, you guys. I said that I don't mind if you hate me. Cause baby, if I...